Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. night somehow the week has gotten away from us already already and even though there's no sports today was wall-to-wall again mm-hmm. wall-to-wall stuff again i'm exhausted so am i i can't wait to be sleeping in the airport terminal like it's psychotic i know i know uh, yeah yeah it's, it's been a, well i'm not i take that back i'm not exhausted right now i feel better today um but there's a thousand things. Like, I still haven't cleaned the eight-foot-tall weeds that are growing on our patio since nature took it over. Like, th- there's been no time. There's been no time in this summer. And when there was time, like this weekend, we were away. Right. Where were we? Vermont. Right. Okay. And then we were in Connecticut before that for right. a few days. There's just no time for anything. So now we're up against the trip, and we haven't voiced anything for the best of. And I'm trying to book guests for me for Friday, and I'm trying to... Just do a whole bunch of uh, things. I ordered, did you see my bag that came in? My mm-hmm. 100 and whatever dollar leather bag because I'm sick of having loser duffel bags. Yeah, that was on more than $100. Yeah, you didn't see that? Wow. I got something nice for me because from now on when I have a duffel bag full of clothes, I want it to feel good. Wow. Yes, which Very is excellent nice. and which would be awesome because it will hold all of my clothes if I'm ever transformed into a mouse <laughs> because the bag looks like a bathroom bag. It is big. Well, so you they, got one that was a size for carry-on. Right. Which is not big. Well, I guess not. So, I mean, I guess it can but- <laughs> hold my wallet, I guess. Well, good thing we have lots of extra check bags because mm-hmm. we're flying southwest. So I just wanted to have a good-looking bag. Okay, so I'm having. You're gonna I'm- have a good-looking bag, and we'll take all your heavy stuff. Good. in our bags. Good. Um, <laughs> You'll look great and be traveling light. Um. So where do we begin here today? I guess with a. College debt relief. Or, um, I can't imagine. Sorry. College debt relief for ten grand for people. 
That's it. That's the most civil war-y thing you could do at a time like this. It's mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And for a small group of people, Democrats, who feel entitled, like somebody who I've known who's a huge progressive Massachusetts Democrat, this is as progressive as they get, who I like personally, who is a good progressive. Mm-hmm. Jesse Mermel, who works in uh, Democratic politics in Massachusetts, says, Sometimes multiple things can be true at once, like when you know that $10,000 is happening because of the incredible work of activists who have refused to give up, and that it will be helpful to step forward. But when you also know that it definitely isn't enough, cancel student debt. The thing is, it is remarkable that these good progressives, who are the best people in the world, are giving a giveaway to people who don't need it. These are mostly grad students that you were dealing with here with most of this debt. You are giving away, you're picking favorites that you got to go to college, fun, 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 good times. And so now we're going to reward you by paying for it for you by taking the money from some people who didn't get to go to college. This is effing unbelievable. Are you trying to just seed all the, the blue collar Americans over to the Republicans? This uh, is crazy. What an F you this is. Not even blue-collar Republicans. I don't even know what collar I am if I have one. But I didn't get to college. Go to college. You paid your debts. Right. What, wait a second. So we, because we weren't as lucky as those people, this is this is essentially a cash prize just for lottery winners. Paid by the lottery losers. Right. Exactly. But... You know, there's all kinds of people that you could say are losing out from this policy. People who never went to college, people who, um, you know, paid their debts off, people who have, you know, who have jobs that didn't require college. I mean, there's all kinds of people that that made different choices, people who went to college and paid for it out of pocket while working at a cheap school so that they could do it without debt. I mean, people, a lot of people made different choices. And, you know, I guess in a sense, some of the people need the debt relief because they're not technically making enough money to pay it back because they're, you know, working at Starbucks with a $300,000 film degree. But, that's not everybody else's fault. I will say I do think student loans ought to be uh, dischargeable in bankruptcy. But in that case, they would have to have higher interest rates, which the left also doesn't want. Right. You're shoplifting. Mm-hmm. If you're doing this, if you're getting if you're take if you're stealing the goods and then running away from the cashier you're just shoplifting it's not fair you can't have this you can't have this whatsoever it makes no freaking it is so terrible and the example of how like why you wouldn't give 10 grand for the plumber who bought a ford f-150 what what the frig is going on here because the most spoiled kids in the world in this country demand to go to their college of choice immediately when they hit 18 so they get to have their four years of absolute fun under the sun for four year, those four years immediately, you know, because they won't wait till they're 20 because that's so old, man. No, because they immediately get to have everything right now. And, but they're not going to go to ROTC and they're not going to do the, the GI fund or anything like that. GI yeah, stuff. they're not going to work right. during college. Not gonna work. They're not going to work. I thought I had a caller today who was awesome. He has a daughter who 
um, started working as 16 years old as an EMT and at Stop and Shop, who um, paid for her own college at UVM, which is 50 grand a year, and is still finishing up paying. And she's now a nurse, and she's like doing all the right things. Right. So she's going to finish up paying now. And so now she has to pay for somebody who didn't bust their rear end. Right. For somebody. I had another guy to talk to today who who um who went and started his own business. Well, I think it was roofing or something. Something that mm-hmm. sounds like it's a lot of work in the summer. Um, and so he's got a well. He's roofing and doing other odd jobs. Take little jobs. money out of his pocket. He's got to pay for some kid, some spoiled kid who doesn't want to have to go roof or do odd jobs or take a gig or drive Uber or do Instagram doesn't want to because just not into it. I don't like the stress of having debt. I also don't like jobs. <laughs> what are we effing doing to me? I'm sorry, Alice. This is, this is the most morally wrong thing to come out of the executive branch for decades. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's talking about, this is a way to solidify this country into two sides. Yeah. As, as well. And also, don't tell me, any progressive, don't tell me that you want Donald Trump to go away while also telling me that you're going to do this. Because people see this happening and they're saying, okay, is there anybody on our side that can say F you with a battering ram? And there's only one guy right now. Right. Right. I mean, I think there's lots of solutions to the student debt thing. I mean, for one thing, I don't think the federal government should be giving out these loans, period. Um, I... I think that we could consider allowing students to take loans uh, from the colleges themselves so that uh, if the students default, that comes out of the college's pocket, mm-hmm. which would incentivize the colleges to provide the kids with an education that will actually get them a salary where they can pay back loans. And it would incentivize colleges to not admit kids who can't hack it in college. And well, aren't going to get the good jobs later. You're absolutely you know, right. It would shift people away from like theater and gender studies majors and into engineering majors because but, that's the but type what's of- gonna, Why do the schools want to do that? The schools don't want to do that. But right now they get everything for somebody else's hand. Well, like they, they're essentially the management company is the federal government and they're just reaping the benefits. The colleges want people to take their stupid uh, yeah, lesbian well, dance theory they also, stuff. The colleges also need money coming in. Right. So if the if the college gives the loan is it's essentially like a pay later kind of deal. Right. It's the college saying you can pay us as you go later on after we give you this degree and colleges need to bring in money or all the gender studies departments go away because there's no way to pay the professors and all of that. Right. So the federal government needs to stop giving them money. That's for sure, because this whole thing, I mean, that would solve. I'd be willing to talk about doing something about the current student debt crisis if we were going to cut off giving out student loans from now on. You know, it's like the it's same thing. It's morally wrong. You can't, okay. you, can't, you can't do that to part of the country that we're the more privileged part of the country. Okay, but if you get into a time... It's, you know what it's like? Okay. It's like, it's like paying, paying people. You go do... What's it, what's it called? The, the thing when you look back and see 20 for 20, when you see what you're, who you're related to. Like genealogy the, yeah those dna dna things oh yeah like what's one of those 23 and me yeah so it's like doing one of those and finding that 
historically your family was slave owners, so you get a subsidy or tax write-off for that. It's effing crazy backwards. <laughs> it is. It is. But that being said, like when people get into a ton of credit card debt, you can like declare bankruptcy. That's a thing. Sure. Right? So, I mean, student loans don't have that. You know, so I'm I'm willing to talk about certain reforms on existing student loans, things like that, but only if we're going to not give out more student loans and say this whole thing was a mistake. Because if the left can't admit that giving the student loans in the first place was a mistake, then why why are we going to forgive the ones that we have now and just keep giving more of them? It makes no sense, right? It's it's like with the border, too. Right. I'd be willing to talk about how we handle all the people who are in the country illegally right now if more people weren't going to walk in illegally tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like because you can't do amnesty because there's more people that you have to give amnesty to the next day. There's no option to, to do that. It has to be a deal where you stop causing the problem before we can agree on a solution to the problem. Right. So that has to happen first. The student loans. Student loans shouldn't exist. I agree with like the little socialists on that. You I want to read a little bit of this. Loans. This is a National Review article. This is a few months old by uh, Michael Brendan Doherty. Mm-hmm. The plan being mulled by the Biden administration to cancel and forgive up to $1.6 trillion of federal student loan debt is a brazen act of class warfare by the affluent against everyone else. It is a politically and cosmically unjustifiable robbery that offers yet more rope for the decadent and totally indefensible American college system to become even more decadent and indefensible. The overwhelming majority of student loan debt is held by the affluent. Less than 10% is held by the bottom third of earners. Nearly 40% of it is held by students who earned advanced degrees, many of them now doctors and lawyers. Unemployment for the college educated is less than 2%. At every level, the American college system is deranged by the government guarantees and uh, preferment extended to student debt. At the lowest end, schools take advantage of government-guaranteed student loans to prey on service sector workers. They market a college education as a path of upward mobility while knowing that most of their students never graduate or simply return to the service industry after graduation. All that these colleges do is load five-figure... This is the this, one of the greatest sentences ever written. All that these colleges do is load five-figure earning students with debt, which is transformed into six-figure salaries for third-rate professors and administrators. I'm going to go on. You know what? I was going to go on. This thing is such a great read. In the great middle tier, the oceans of student debt have inspired colleges to become luxury resorts for the youth. They build endless recreational and athletic facilities. They install Baroque food courts in an appalling race to offer something first rate. These schools are increasingly trying to insert themselves as gatekeepers into fields such as turf management and catering, which never required college education before. Forgiving student loan debt would be an act of absolution pronounced over this corruption of higher education. Paired with no reform, it does nothing to reduce the uh, profligacy, cost, and predatory nature of these institutions. It only encourages it and implicitly promises amnesties in the future. Exactly. That's like what right. I'm saying. It needs The system needs to be reformed. They need to stop handing out the cash because, I mean, 
I agree with the left that student debt is obscene and shouldn't exist. And in some cases, there are people who can't afford their student debt. Like he mentions in that article, you know, people who should never have been admitted into colleges in the first place because they don't need it to go on with their life and do the job that they want to do. You and I both know tons of people um, in your generation and my generation that had no business going to college and have jobs right now that they could absolutely do without having gone to college. Uh, and a lot of them are great, nice people who have, you know, jobs that they like and everything. And I don't mean that to rag on their jobs, but they didn't need to go to college to get them. And they went to college and there was absolutely no reason for it. They paid for that for nothing. It is a scam for lots and lots of people. There are people for whom college is useful and then there's everybody else. And we need to stop encouraging people to go to college who don't need to be there, who don't want to be there, really, not for like the learning part. So uh, let me sh just uh, um, say something, show something here. This is um, maybe you sent this to us. This is Liz Warren after one of the debates a couple of years ago getting a question on this. Um, here we go. I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I've saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? Of course not. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not even like that screwed. We of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations, I saved my money. He made more than I did, but I worked a double shift, I worked extra, my daughter's work, she was 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed. I appreciate that. That's all right. <laughs> I don't remember that. That is beautiful, but here's a... Here's a reply to that. You you answer this young man for me, also. This okay. is Garrett Handigan. I don't like already. Mm -hmm. Basically saying, I had to suffer, so you have to suffer. Aren't we supposed to want better for future generations, not force them to suffer a broken system just because previous generations did? Well, talk to Garrett. Uh, I've seen a lot of people make a comment like this. Like, just because you had to, why do I have to, right? Mm -hmm. And... The problem is, is, first of all, is not that he's not complaining that he didn't get something that future generations will get. He's complaining about people who at the same time as him made irresponsible choices while he made responsible choices and they're getting money and he's not. But this is the equity model, right? It's give to everybody according to their need. Right. Not according to like, so you saved up for college. So now you don't need us to pay for your college. This person didn't save up for college, so they need us to pay for their college. So we're going to give it to them. That's the equity model. Garrett Handigan, by the way, Tazewell County Democrats, um, food server, he, him. OK. Yeah, I thought. But, but so uh, but this is the equity model. Right. Is it I and I thought the same thing because I asked this guy who was I was standing out with a sign for some politics thing. And this guy near me was working for some union that was um, gathering signatures for paid parental leave. Mm -hmm. And he asked me to sign and I said, no, I'm not going to. I don't want paid parental leave in this state. And he said, but you're a mom. Why wouldn't you want paid parental leave? And I said, yeah, I'm a mom. And I 
stopped working so I could be home with my kids. Are you going to pay me to be home with my kids when I give birth to a baby? Am I going to get, you know, whatever, an $80,000 salary for 12 weeks to stay home with my kid? And he goes, no, because you're not having to take time off work. And I said, (laughs) well, I'm doing the same thing that the person is who's taking time off work during the 12 weeks after my baby's born. We're both doing the same thing. Why does that person who has a job and probably makes more money than me, but is making different choices. Why do they get money after having a baby and I don't get money after having a baby? And he was befuddled. Like he couldn't figure out even like he couldn't even begin to understand my point. He was like, but you don't have to leave work. And I was like, but I'm not working the same as them. Like it's the same thing, but that's you and I have an equality mindset. It's Why are we giving that person $10,000 and not this person who did the right thing? Why are we rewarding irresponsible behavior? Why are we rewarding someone who has a job and stays home to be with their baby and not somebody who doesn't have a job and stays home to be with their baby? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make any sense to us because we're starting from the principle that people deserve the same treatment under the law. The left starts from this equity idea, which is to each according to their need right out of socialism. They're starting from the idea that this person needs it more than you. I can tell because yeah, they but that's, didn't pay th- back that's their- in the most that, that's in the most picking, radical pure version of this kid Garrett whatever here he really wants it. It's not that he needs it. He wants it because paying this bill every month is a pain in the ass. Well, he yeah. hates so, this. But that's, and he's saying you had to dealt with the pain in the ass too, and you you know it sucked. But now I have a chance to be a recipient mm-hmm. of of the the right policy. You should be wishing me well. Well, right, but they but they believe that the person who paid it back was able to do that, and so they now don't need help, right? <laughs> So they don't imagine that for that person it was hard and a struggle and they had to sacrifice and do everything in order to pay back their family's student loans, Hmm. right? They imagine that for that person it was easier and it came easier and so they don't need the help. Whereas if, you know, if they buckled down and tried and got a better job and worked harder, they probably could pay back their student loans also. They don't believe that it works that way. They believe that people who aren't paying back their student loans are not paying back their student loans because it's just impossible for them to do so because the mean system. We've dealt with kids like this kid who went to a nice college, who's middle class kid, etc. They haven't paid once in two years. Right. They haven't made a payment. They don't. He doesn't want a little fairness in the price of college. He doesn't want to have to pay for it anymore. Right. He is, you know, especially you know that's so wonderful. It's like after the meal, you're like, I'm satisfied now. I don't really want to pay for it now. I'm. I'm it, it is so. It's so gross and small. It really. It's so. It, this kind of mindset. Internationally, we suck. Thankfully, it's most of the Western world we're dragging down with us, but we suck. Really? People like this? You should have a scarlet letter. If you're making taxpayers, many of whom are much less well-off and much, far less privileged than you are, if you're waking them, making them pay for your school that allows you to go to more vacations and buy better cars where they can't, you should have a freaking scarlet letter on your freaking forehead saying that that's what you're doing. There should be a, a, a 
mandatory lawn sign. Get rid of the Ukraine sign and put one here that says that I freaking suck off the teat of my hardworking <laughs> neighbors. That's what I do. There should be. It's so disgraceful. This is it for me. I can't. I know that people felt that Trump got screwed for seven years or six years, whatever, that the media was all in to kill him. But the corporate America, the, the, the big tech play people were Twitter. Were, they, and he's right in the media. He's right in Democrats. He's right in the, the institution of a. The uh, Intel services, so much government, people, everybody decided to go shady and play dirty. And if not do stuff illegal, do stuff that was fairly close to legal. And I know that this, I've watched it. I felt some of it myself, uh, what this did, including some of the stuff that led up to January 6th. And, and you know, I've tried to tell people that we've just got to win next time, just got to win next time. You do something like this. I am taking a step back and saying, whatever, whatever. I can't, I can't look somebody in the eyes who who works hard for a living with a truck. You know, people who who wake up early in the morning and work on the side of the highway or whatever when it's freaking cold as hell, five in the morning. Talk to a guy today who who used to do a, a paper route for 160 people. Sunday morning, his paper route papers get dropped off for him at 2 a.m. The Sunday paper, of course, has to be there by the morning. So in the winter, pulling a little wagon, 160 Sunday papers, which if you had a paper route, you probably know is a bitch because you got to put them all together because the Sunday paper used to be huge. I'm sure it's nothing that. And he did that, but some chick in Cambridge, Massachusetts or Wellesley, some uh, co-ed sorority bunny doesn't want to have to work an extra job or even at Starbucks or whatever. So his toil now goes to her. This is effing, it's on, as far as I'm concerned. This is, this is, this is, there is a level to which things are untenable. This is, I feel, untenable. Yeah, I, I think it's going to backfire on the Democrats, definitely. Because the it, student loan forgiveness is popular with a very small subset of people. They just happen to be people that are very active in the Democratic Party. It's not um it's not a a coalition that's going to win the Democrats anything. Not to mention I I mean I haven't looked at the numbers but I would imagine that um you know that there are more minorities who are going to resent this too. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's a straight line from this to losing more like you were saying of the working class of all races, colors and creeds because it is so toxic and destructive. It's such it's it's such a nod to elites. It's so I don't know. Like, what Our do kind think? of good noble debt needs to be forgiven. Your kind of trashy debt, the credit cards and things like that, that doesn't need to be forgiven. But our kind of debt is is debt because we were doing something good, so we get to have it forgiven. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In these freaking latte uh, laden ingrates will never thank the American working taxpayer for this. They'll never thank them. They're owed this. I'm owed this. I don't. Oh, they're not even done. The ten thousand dollars a piece to people who went to college isn't enough. Like you read that tweet from the actress. This is just the beginning. Not nearly enough. Like okay, just freaking say thank you to the American people who are going to be subsidizing your lifestyle. Now I could use ten thousand dollars. Could you use ten thousand dollars? I would say so. So why are we playing this game of like picking who's noble and deserves $10,000 and who doesn't? But the left feels that they can choose. They feel that they can tell who are the people that need $10,000 more than you or I do. All right. <sighs> All right. You know, I'm going to do so, something. Oh, you want to do something else? I got something okay. for you. Uh, there's a debate, which I'm going to grab more of the stuff tomorrow, at UC Berkeley over uh, trans women. Should should trans women have all the same rights as women? women? And this guy asks... They have more rights right now. This guy asks this professor the question. Yeah. Trans women should be legally treated as women. Tell me why you're strongly disagreeing. Because I'm a molecular geneticist. So right then I thought, okay, God, she's going to be some college jerk. But this gets, this is good. This is really going to make us feel good after being angry. Okay. Being male or being female is a developmental process. You can't go backwards. Okay. So you can't change your sex. Like, you cannot do that. And the truth is that currently in California prisons and prisons in other parts of the country, women are getting impregnated by other women and there's just no way that I mean, this is against the UN I, when after World War II there was like a I don't remember what body came up with this um, statue but it was against I, I believe it was the Hague you cannot house female prisoners with male prisoners because they get raped and that's happening today you know, I go to the women's, I go to the women's changing room at my gym, and there's a dude in there. He's putting on makeup and hoop earrings, and this is not something a woman does when she goes to work out. Nor do women beat each other to death, but men do. You know, and it's just it's so sad that women have internalized misogyny to the point where the man's comfort is takes precedence over the woman's safety. Isn't that a line for the century? Mm-hmm. Totally like, true. It's got to be. There's a reason why they don't want to be in men's prisons. Because men beat each other to death. Women don't do that. Ozzy, what, if anything, would cause you to move to the disagree? And is there anything you heard here tonight that would convince you to move one line over? 
It's okay to say no. I'm just trying to figure this out. No, I have figured it out. And you're confident? I am as confident as I am that this is my hand in front of my face instead of yours. There is absolutely, this is the most insane thing that has ever happened to me in my life, that women are a feeling now. That's a great line, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That women are a feeling now. It is. I mean, talk about erasure of women. It's really like, it's total denialism of the idea that, that men and women are even a thing. Right. So it, it, it's, this is not a tenable philosophy and for all kinds of reasons. I mean, she brings up the prisons. You can bring up, you know, shelters like people have done, like homeless shelters, things like that. There, there are many, many problems with simply treating men who like to play dress up as women. And, and also these progressive DAs, attorneys general, whatever, suggesting that there are no criminal ramifications. This is, this is omission by choice. Uh, a sex offender arrested for trying to assault girl in California elementary school, police. Uh, Logan Norton Eiswanger, 32 of Riverside, is being held without bail. He, uh, a man had jumped the fence, entered a girl's bathroom, a call of elementary school, a campus supervisor observed him come out of the restroom and heard a girl crying inside. Campus. But we were told that the, 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 the crimes don't happen in bathrooms unless they happen to trans people, in which case they happen in This is, uh, 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 this is just insanity. It's insanity. But tell me this. Let me ask you to do it. Mm -hmm. It's a thought experiment, Alice. Since you went to college, you're smart. How is this trans ideology, how does it fit in with the forgive college student loan debt ideology? How is the, what are, how is the progressive breadbasket be able to have these two things in it? Doesn't have to be some congruity in um, in policies and principles. I mean, I I think that it goes back to the idea of like people being able to define their needs and demand that everybody bend over backwards to meet them. You know, I can't. I don't want to make these payments. You have to come make it so I don't have to make these payments. I don't want to be a man. You all have to change what you're doing so that I can be a woman now and agree with me that I'm a woman, right? But, but somebody who lives like that, Alice, there is, 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 when did we make it something that feels good to be inglorious and disgraceful? Because that would have been looked at 30 years ago as deadbeat loser. Shut up. Yeah, in both cases. In yes. both cases, it would be looked at as deadbeat loser. Like, what do you mean we all have to pay your student loans? You took out the loans. And it would be, what do you mean we have to agree that you're a woman and put you in a woman's prison? Like, what are you talking about? You don't get to have that. You get the same thing everybody else gets, which is to pay money that you owe and uh, be treated as the person that you actually are with respect and dignity and not you know have us all indulge in a fantasy with you you know there's no like i said when you started like should trans women have the same rights as as other women right and like 
of course, they have all the same rights as women do and more. They have extra rights. Mm -hmm. They have the right not to be called a name they don't want to be called. They have the right to use whichever bathroom they feel like using. They have the right. I mean, they have all kinds of rights that women don't have. They have the right to. We talked about this the other day. Like if the gender is all imaginary and on a spectrum and like trans people are just as much women as regular women, no matter how much surgery they've had or haven't had, right? Then why is trans surgery all covered by insurance and regular uh, cosmetic surgery is not? Right. How come, if I don't like how I look, if I feel that I look too masculine, how come I can't change my body? Or if I don't think my boobs are big enough, you know, that's not covered by insurance. Even though a lot of people who uh, want cosmetic surgery also have a lot of discomfort with their bodies and how they look. Just like trans people do. Trans people have way more rights than everybody else. Isn't that interesting that you can, if you're a man, but not satisfied with your breasts, which technically, in the for our purposes here, men don't have. Right. But So you can get paid enhancements for your breasts, even though you don't have any, when women who actually have breasts can't. Right. And let the record show that I believe I do believe that at least some insurance covers like breast reconstruction surgery if you mm -hmm. have it because of cancer or whatever. Right. But like if you just happen to not like the size of your breast because you don't feel that it reflects the true person that you are inside. Like maybe you really truly feel in your heart that you have the soul of a person with bigger breasts than you actually have. And like, why don't you get to get your breasts paid for? I don't really get what the logic is. But that's what I mean when I say like trans people aren't asking for the same rights as everybody else. They're asking for more rights than everybody else, which they already have. They're already like, like, I don't have a right not to be misgendered. The way trans right. people do. Like, they can sue a place for harassment if they get misgendered. But, like, if somebody calls me he by accident, like, that doesn't... I'm Or even on purpose, like, that's not harassment. I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. I, it all annoys me. The The trans issue annoys me. And and the way that they're teaching kids now in school uh, annoys me. And they're... they're what is it? If I were talking about a girl and then I would change the subject to Ants and I would accidentally like call Ants and she, that would be like what you were talking about, kind of. Kind of, yeah. We'll indoctrinate you more specifically in, in a few minutes, Sally. You're that's a good thought exercise. You're kind of kind of right there. Okay. Mommy will shape you into a right wing hater before you know it. Don't worry about it. Um. All right. Anything before the chat chat? Talking. Thank you, Sally. Well, I was just. Um, have you been following the like barstool thing? Uh, I just saw. Oh yeah, I just saw that you had sent that Whitlock threat trashed Portnoy. So yeah, so the rights love affair with Barstool and with Dave Portnoy has rapidly come winding to a close. I wouldn't be surprised if Tucker brings it up because he's had Dave Portnoy on. So what happened is that they they. Um, Retweeted this kid's video. This kid. Mm -hmm. So this is Alex Stein, the yeah. guy who called AOC a big booty Latina right. and all that stuff. But he goes around harassing people on video. Right. It's stupid. It's not his stuff is not that funny to be honest with you. But whatever. Anyway, yeah. so um, he made a video. One of the things he does is he goes to like city council meetings where, and acts outrageous. And he did one in Las Vegas where he um 
you know, was saying that Las Vegas took advantage of him and like all this stuff and made up this like crazy story about his his wife's boyfriend, this and that and all this stuff. Right. And like and then I mean, he was it, it was goofy. It wasn't even really that funny. And um, somebody at Barstool retweeted it from the Barstool account. Right. Like, this is every guy that wakes up in Vegas or something. Thought it was funny. Dave Portnoy, because they are a gambling company. Right. They are owned by a gambling company, and they have, like, regulators after them and whatever, told them to take it down. Don't retweet stuff like that. They don't think jokes about gambling uh, away your money are funny right. if you're in the gambling business. And... um. And so they took it down. Um, and this guy, Alex Stein, called them out for taking down the content, saying, like, you guys aren't brave enough to have up my content. Like, you know, essentially saying they're not who they used to be, right. which I think there's some truth to. Sure, I don't sure. think they have as much of an edge as they used to because I think they're doing a different thing now. They're not yes. the bar stool that they were 20 years ago. That is absolutely true. Yes. And it's, Dave Porno is not who he was 20 years ago. Coeds, gambling, and. Hot call co- chick. I mean, it was a, yes, it was just dudes being crass dudes before, and now it's got much more legitimacy. It's a bigger corporation now than it was. Absolutely, they've got funding from Penn National Gambling Company. So they, so Dave Portnoy has it taken down, and the kid gets bitchy about it. Of course, calls out Portnoy and bar, Barstool, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know why Dave engaged. He shouldn't have engaged. Just punching down at this point. Don't 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 make this kid any more famous. Right. So I mean. So then they're in this fight and he's like saying he's gone soft and then, uh, you know, in the DMs that they're both like leaking on each other or whatever. I don't know. But and Portnoy says, like, I'm DMing this kid. He goes, uh, well, first he invited him on his podcast and then he said, no, never mind. You're too political. I don't want you on my podcast. Mm -hmm. All this stuff. And he was like and then the kid is like, oh, you're scared. Yeah. And you've gone soft and all this stuff. And, um, I mean, I, I do think there's truth to the idea that Barstool has changed and is not as edgy as it used to be, right? Um, yes. I mean, so, first of all, the CEO is a woman and it's chock full of, it's well, a diverse yeah. office now. Yes. But anyway, so, but I, and I think, I think Dave Portnoy in particular is a little sensitive about that. Do you not think so? Um, I mean, I think he's happy with the choices that he's made, but sure. I don't think he likes getting called out for the fact that Barstool isn't what Barstool used to be, necessarily. Yeah, I, I could see that. It's so when so he was like, well, I'm going to sleep just fine with my $500 million, like, that, so, like, bragging about how rich he is uh-huh. from all his, which is, I mean, fair. Yeah, you went legit, and now you're rich, and you're not, like, what you were, right? But, you know, he also has issues with some, like, crypto stuff some legal problems too right so um so then it became this thing where you know essentially he said he's too political he doesn't like any of this he hates both the parties and um you know i there's a lot going on with it because now everybody on the right is mad at him right and they're all saying like and and I mean, I don't necessarily disagree personally, but they're saying like Barstool is a bunch of degenerates and they're, you know, getting people addicted to gambling. They're like not a conservative. They're, you know, and they never were conservative. And Dave Pornoy's on Twitter going like all these people had my dick in their mouth a few months ago when I was saying that's what he said about it. Wow, my goodness. I love hearing you talk dirty, but I may have to bleep that. (laughs) So anyway, 
So, but but there's truth to that because when conservatives felt that Dave Portnoy was like on their mm. team, they were like all about Dave Portnoy and it was all the rise of the barstool conservative and this and that and all these different things and you know and and it's just not true that Dave Portnoy's politics have that much overlap with theirs actually in terms of like conservative activists, right? He's a creature of the streets. He doesn't know politics. He believes in, certainly, he believes in free speech. He doesn't like people trying to cancel him. He believes in uh, gambling and carousing and all that stuff. He and believes I've got- in gambling and carousing and <coughs> drinking and abortion and womanizing and a lot of stuff that the right doesn't like, frankly, especially this new right. That So that's why I say I'm interested to see if Tucker brings it up at all because he's had Portnoy on, but Tucker is like very much about the spread of like addiction and degeneracy in society. Right. Like he he talks about that as a topic. So, yeah. So Jason Whitlock's going after him. Cernovich is going after him. Whitlock is is somebody who's I think is a great thinker. So let's play the Whitlock cut. Dave Portnoy, El Presidente, is a fraud. He has no core values, no defined set of beliefs. He has no redeeming qualities other than his wealth. Remove his money and he wouldn't have a friend in this world. If we weren't living in an era completely hostile to masculinity, Portnoy would be broken Boston delivering pizza. It's a good line. I um I think that's wrong, Portnoy. But he's right about the, in the era completely hostile think- to masculinity. But there was a little more. He had a little more company when he started. Like you know, Maxim was a was a thing for the dudes. You know, back yeah, then. but he essentially made his money and created Barstool by. By, you know, giving the finger to a lot of the the things that he's had to embrace now, right? This, like, legitimacy. Uh, sure. You know, and so, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, people at your work, when you worked at the Herald, were upset that um, the Bruins towel had the barstool right. thing on it or whatever. Like, right. they were viewed as, like, I mean, almost like a hate group, right? <laughs> like, they were being treated like they were this, like, terrible thing. And, you know, they've gone legit and embraced, like, the corporatism. And, and so, and so I think the argument from conservatives is, like, we're, you're on our side if you're, tearing down these like woke values and stuff and you know giving the authorities a finger and if you're you know fighting for the what was the stupid coin that or, or oh no it wasn't a coin it was the like um the robin remember when the robin yeah. hood and on the what was the I went all in. GameStop, right yes. so and the game stop thing the AMC. right right when you're when you're like sort of sticking it to the man and you're for the little guy and you're like playing that part but then like so you're like playing that guy on Twitter and like going on Tucker Carlson and playing that guy, but like you're not really actually doing that anymore. You know, I think that there's, I think that there's okay, a sense let me just, by the let right. Me just plant a flag mm-hmm. right here for you. Okay. Tom Shattuck is on Team Portnoy. The Burnboro Cat Podcast is on Team Portnoy. Alice Shattuck is on Team Portnoy. <laughs> it has been deemed the, the so it is, um, and so it shall be. I mean, so. Well, I don't know. I think that, um, I as think- the great Albani said, "I have spoken, so it is written, so it shall be done." Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting because I think a do, lot do you of recognize what- that as Al Bundy. No, I don't know what that is, but I'm ignoring it because I don't care. 
precursor to Portnoy. All right, can um, I go to the chat chat? We're, can we're, I say one more uh, thing about this? I think it's interesting that a lot of what Whitlock said. We're trying to get in at Barstool, by the way, my friend. Remember. Whose way? You're, oh, you're not trying to? Well, sayonara. You can be <laughs> out of your ass here with uh, all the other ne'er-do-wells looking for college forgiveness debt. <laughs> you and a guy calling, talking about AOC's ass can hang out together. Sayonara. Can I say one more thing about what Jason Whitlock said? I've got friends getting divorced right now, you know, Alice. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, well, I might double use the lawyer and take all your stuff from you. <sighs> um, what I was going to say about what Jason Whitlock said mm-hmm. is a lot of what he said there could also be applied to Trump. And I think it's also true in the case of Trump. And while I am in agreement that I don't think Dave Portnoy shares a lot of my values personally, um, that... Big tent conservatism also needs to appeal to people who don't agree about every single issue because most normie people don't agree about a lot of issues. And I think that's Young men like beer and like to get laid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. If you would let me finish a thought, then you would actually know my opinion on things instead of having to just make up opinions that you think override mine. Alice, I was born more equal. So what my point is to you is that I think that the the Dave Portnoy thing is not a conservative thing, but it is a very normie thing. And conservatives need to learn how to get normies on mm-hmm. board or they are going to be stuck. Because right now the left is doing conservatives a huge favor by being incredibly psychotically weird. Not just about student loans, not just about trans stuff, but about literally everything. They are psychos and they're insane and they're running the country completely into the ground. All conservatives have to do is not scare the normies. And... They have to figure out how to do that. And that's what Dave Portnoy ultimately is, is a quintessential normie. He would be delivering pizzas. And sorry, Jason Whitlock, but you need the type of people who would be delivering pizzas on voting for you. Because there's a lot of people who could be delivering pizzas in America right now who you need to go out and vote for your team, too. Yes. Well, there's more to say about that, too, because Whitlock is also filling a niche, too, that Americans are looking for. All right, here we go. Chat, chat time? Sure. You going to yell at me still? No. Why are you salty at me? It's not my fault, Dink. I just wanted to check in. I was remiss in calling yesterday to wish Allison a happy anniversary. Oh. Um, yesterday, it was her one-year anniversary from not doing a 1570 project oh fantastic happy anniversary thank you and i hope you guys have a wonderful vacation and i am not looking forward to any best ofs Uh uh-oh i don't blame you but there'll be some actual stuff in there in between i hear you barking yeah, we'll just throw a couple of things there. But, but um, yes, Alice, it's been a year. You, so you had a rant where you shouted at me for 45 minutes, five minutes ago. That should be in the 1570 Project. Why should it be in the 1570 Project when I can do it right here? Because I'm the big cojone here, Albie. You're the wafy little sidekick. You look good. Just By the way, a- speaking of anniversaries, yes, I was remiss because... Um, I would like to wish my mom a very happy birthday today. Oh, very nice. So, big Burn Pearl podcast listener. Well, thankfully, she's also on uh, on Instagram, too, so you can remember her birthday. 
terrible daughter. My goodness. I wish her a happy birthday this morning. Well, why don't you get her something nice? I'm visiting her the day oh, after tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. A visit okay. by you. My goodness. There's well, nothing... I'm going to bring something, obviously. Jeez. All right. Ready? Yes. Uh, I saw um, Alex Stein and Dave Portnoy were oh. fighting on Twitter. And I, I have no dog on this fight. I don't know if you did or or if you have a dog in this fight. Me, personally, I could care less. <laughs> All right. Bye. Well, I mean, the new the couple of this the decade is Alice and Alex Stein. So go ahead, Mrs. Stein. I'm not, That's who you're with. I, no, I'm not with Alex Stein. Yes, she is. Absolutely. <sighs> Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. I'm very intrigued with this alleged screenplay of yours uh-huh. uh, regarding you and your friend's sexual exploits in Boston. <laughs> During the early to mid nineties, what's the title? The Mild Bunch. <laughs> Based on the Substack columns, this thing must read like a Tibetan Book of the Dead. Can you please release some excerpts? Thank you. Have you ever seen it, Alice? I feel like I did somewhere. Is Ugh. it in Vermont? Uh, it could be. I certainly I didn't like show it. you. Ugh. I mean, there were parts of it that were like it was just it was a it was a clinic in how not to write a screenplay i'm going to put it on oh man my mother at the time predicted like the twists and turns (laughs) it was oh hey it's tommy the bill record trash oh hey (laughs) it's all good who needs danny anyway the guy's a loser (laughs) i like the (laughs) rebranding That was Alice's idea. She mentioned to call <laughs> to good. say that that uh, Kirk was Bill Ricker trash. I was completely and totally against it. But yeah, once again, like she me. is the abusive uh-huh. one in the relationship. She is the Jonathan Depp in the relationship. She is the R. Kelly in our relationship. Correct. That's you shouldn't call people R. Kelly. I called you R. Kelly. He's a rapist. Well, that's not. I'm not R. Kelly. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, R. Kelly. You have to do the outro. No, no I'm not doing it because that's not my name. I believe you can fly. Come on. Our kids actually sing that song because it's in some kids' movies, so the kids sing it. I believe I can fly, and it's like the most rapey song at the mall. All right, see you later. Say la vie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.